Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, Bestie, I'm Taylor. And I'm Morgan. We are the hosts of Creeps and Crimes podcast. Every Thursday, Morgan takes us on a deep dive into a paranormal case or a conspiracy theory. And Taylor will bring you a detailed and accurate reporting on a true crime case. Since we launched in 2020, we have never missed a Thursday. With over 160 episodes ready for you to binge, you will never run out of cases. And you can follow along on Instagram at Creeps and Crimes podcast. Whether you're in the car or enjoying a glass of wine, tune in every Thursday to Creeps and Crimes. The information provided on this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen. And never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. Girl, hey, welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm Taylor, and joining me today, I made the bitch join me today. She's on vacation. I am. I'm, and, it's more like a hiatus, kind of like One Direction. And I'm making, you're on maternity leave. I am on maternity leave, but girl, I'm so busy. You know, I'm <laughs> podcasting, I'm taking meetings, I'm just like running this empire. Uh-huh. It hasn't been much of a break. So when you, you know, begged me begged. to come on, yeah. I was like, sure. And actually, during this time, I know people like are missing me, and yes. I, I want to go on podcasts. So I'm throwing my weight into podcasts that I believe in. Like I was on Ben's podcast, The Good Guys. I'm on you. I was on Margaret Joseph's podcast. Like uh-huh. I'm doing podcasts that I want to give support to. So oh that's God. you always. You are a podcast, Gary. Gary. <laughs> Gary. Who's God. Gary? A Gary Godgather. A what? Fairy Godmother. I, I'm a podcast, <laughs> Gary Godgather. <laughs> Name. Of the podcast. Gary Godgather. <laughs> Glad we got that out of the way. In case you don't recognize her voice, it's Claudia Ashri. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, bestie, hey. Hey, bestie, hey. I just was making a TikTok on my way here and I referred you as my best friend. Oh, my. Uh, Claudette. Yeah. I love you so much. The way we talk about each other. I know. On not just each other's podcast. All of the podcasts. Yeah. No, I love it. I like can't stop bringing up your goddamn name. I also haven't seen you in so long. How are you? Oh my God. How long has it been? We like had a few weeks where we did not stop seeing each other. It was and the then best. you went to LA, you went to Boston. Yep. Like now you're back. Yeah. It's been like, I'd say three weeks. Since we've a seen couple each of other. weeks. Yeah. It's honestly like too it's much. 21 days too long. Uh, how is that? Like I need to figure out a better schedule for us. I know. And I have to imagine that if you didn't move out of the city, I would see you so much more. Yes. And that's kind of like a you problem. 
Yeah, no, I'm Bridge and Tunnel now. I'm disgusting. You're being tea. I know, I know. I just had uh, Jared Fried on the podcast. Oh my God, I saw a clip. I was cackling about Hoboken. <laughs> that was very funny. He's like, when you're in your 20s, you know, you'll date a guy who lives in Hoboken. Right. Literally, he didn't know who he was talking to. No, I said, that's such a personal attack. I yeah. live in Jersey City, right. which is actually less cool than Hoboken. It's true. Hoboken kind of is like, an up-and-coming neighborhood. <laughs> oh, excuse me, Aaron from Roni. I just want to say, one, I'm not watching Roni, and two, <laughs> neighborhoods that are actually cool are never described as up-and-coming, you know? It's true. It's just like the loser neighborhoods that need a little bit of PR. They're like, it's an up-and-coming neighborhood. I will say this. We have so much to talk about. Yeah. Avi Ozamps. Avi Ozamps. And also, pop culture, like, we're going to fucking do the Fast Five. We're going to do the toast. But uh, we have to quickly do, I call this on the Taylor Trucker Show on Patreon. Subscribe. Subscribe. Um... What did you do if you were drunk on Abe's balcony? Um, Patreon.com slash The Taylor Strucker Show. <laughs> you're not well. Did you think that I was? Because <laughs> if that's the case, you're not. You're oh, not. I'm deeply. I just want to say, compared to you, I'm like an incredibly well-balanced <laughs> person. You are hands down like one of the most deeply unwell human beings I've ever had the privilege of coming in contact Thank with. Thank you for saying it like that. But like for real... When you first met me, did you realize how, like, unokay I was? No, it's, it was like this slow roll of me just getting to know you, peeling back the layers, kind of like an ogre, you know, like an onion. And I think the, the, the home run for me when I really realized, like, how kind of not okay you are yeah. was the first time we traveled internationally together. <laughs> that was a shock to the system. Yeah, it was a Turks and Caicos. Like, you're just one of those, sorry, 40-year-old women who, like, has her wife carry her passport. Like, you're not okay. I know. When I actually, so right after the separation from husband, I was mm -hmm. looking for apartments. And I was at Taylor's apartment with her little sister, mm -hmm. okay? And, like, baby. Mm -hmm. She was the baby sister of the family. Yeah. And she, like, couldn't function. It was always like, got to take care of Allie. Do this right. for Allie. And when Allie looked at me and said, how have you survived? I said, I'm in trouble. I have fallen. <laughs> I am low. So, okay. We're going to get to all the things. But I want to talk about Roni real quick. I'm not watching. <gasps> Excuse her? I know, I'm not. And I wanted to because I met Uba and like fell in love with her and wanted to be her girlfriend for life. Hello. Um, and <laughs> I, I wasn't going to watch. And then I got seated next to Uba at a dinner party. And I was like, this girl's got charisma. She's got talent. She's beautiful. She's Facts. smart. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll give the show a chance. And then it came out and I was just like so unmotivated and I haven't like heard crazy things about it I haven't heard yeah usually when I don't watch something and everyone's talking about it it creates this like movement inside of me I'm like I have to watch the show that everyone's talking about and this is not doing it for it's her it's not you know I will say this I like it because of this because I, I feel like stakes got so high like I don't need anyone else to go to jail right you know the stakes got so high like you know so I feel like I want them fighting over charcuterie boards. Yeah, no, I actually like stuff like that. It's like stupid and funny. That doesn't yes. bother me at all. But I agree. Like we've kind of raised the bar in housewife's culture to the point where it's like, we're going to prison. You know, Tom Girardi <laughs> is in an assisted living home. Like the bar, and it kind of created this unrealistic set of expectations for what we're going to sit down and watch. Yes. And the reason we all started watching the show was like back in the day, you know, Jill Zarin running in a fabulous circle of people. Yes. And it, it was the minutia of like socialite life that I think, us regular people found so interesting. Yes. Um, so I like that. I like that that some of the franchises have gone back to that. It's a petty, petty princess. That's yeah. what I want to see. I want to see petty ass shit. Yeah. Because that's like where I just generally live. Like Dorit being upset about like her champagne being in a wine glass, things Boom. like that. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. we don't need, you know, 
Jen Erica. Shaw. Right. The whole, it's just, it, it's, even Kyle, you're a lesbian now? What allegedly. Are your, what are your thoughts on Kyle allegedly joining your community of lesbians? I don't want her in the community. You don't? I do not. Do you I, think she would threaten your stance in, like, your standing in the LGB, in the L? I think she would, like, make it very basic. Like, she would take it to a level where it's like, and it's no longer cool. cool. So do you think like stay out, Kyle? Do you think lesbianism has maintained this level of cool? You know, I think it ebbs and flows. I think it depends on the lesbian. I think I've really helped the community. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the hesitation. No, I, I definitely agree. You're an extremely cool person. But then Chriselle came along and blew me the fuck out of the water. Do you like identify with Chriselle in the sense like you're both lesbians? Like, do you do you see any bit of yourself in, inside Chriselle? No, because she is too beautiful for me to see any I just connection say, to. I kind of love that song. Oh, with the G flip? Yeah. I'm just a young man. It's all over my TikTok. And I'm like, it's kind of stunning. Wait, what's the... It's called like, I'll be your man or something. It's basically about how like when she met Chriselle. Oh, sorry. Oh. They met Chriselle. Yes. Chriselle was into um, men, obviously. And it was very hard for G flip. Right. So G flip wrote a song, I'll be your man. I haven't even heard it. It's kind of gorgeous. Well, I'm talking about the one that Chriselle was in the video. Yeah, you know, that's how they met in like that's the 7-Eleven convenience store. When yeah. did 7-Eleven become like a chic backdrop? I'm here for it because one thing about me, I love 7-Eleven. Actually, I'm more of like a Wawa girl. Um, <laughs> wait, what's the convenience of choice? Because you're from Boston. Was it 7-Eleven? Was it Wawa? We got Tedeschi's, bitch. Tedeschi's? You don't know about a Tedeschi's? Sounds like Rabbi Tedeschi. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Tedeschi? I've literally never heard of that. It's a fucking convenience store. But what are they known for? Like, like 7 Eleven is known not. for, known for the known slushies. For Wawa's no. known for the sandwiches, mac and cheese. I mean, that's Boston for you. Tedeschi's is known just for nothing. Bare minimum. Honestly, I will say if you're from the South Shore, and I know you got, you have South Shore girlies. Yes. Toasters who are fab. Uh, Mary Lou's News is where it's at. That's a chain. And it's the coffee. And you'll understand this because you have what's it called? What's it called? I was talking to. Who was I talking to? I think it was maybe at your birthday party. Okay. And I was talking, or maybe it was just some random person from Long Island. I or don't Maybe remember. you were talking shit about me and you're just trying to cover up your tracks because that's Not what it fucking sounds like. Case. And I was talking about Cachet Corner, something corner, Kitty Corner. Kitchen Cabaret. Kitchen Cabaret. Yeah. And their banana yeah. nut iced coffee. Yeah. That's what Mary Lou's News has. Got it. Yeah. Like Long Island delis are another breed of institution. You yes. Know? It's, we live in New York. We think we live in like the culinary capital of the world. Let me tell you, these delis don't have shit on Long Island, like bagel places, Long Island delis, like Long Island shitholes. Yes. Yeah, he agrees. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Every Plate. Okay, here's the deal. The fall is around the corner, and even though I'm not going back to school, I feel like I get back into back-to-school mode. Like, I'm focusing. I'm trying to, like, you know, be good with, like, work, be good with money, be good with everything. And that is why I am so here for Every Plate. With every plate, you get more bang for your bite with America's best value meal kit. Listen, there's lots of meal kits out there, and sometimes they can be a little bit expensive. But every plate's lower price point is really what sets them apart. But not only is every plate, you know, a very affordable meal kit, it's also 25% cheaper than going to the grocery store. You can count on great value week after week, plus you only pay for what you need with pre portioned ingredients. Every plate is so much less, actually 50% cheaper than your average fast casual meal. And you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes my wife and I order in like on like whatever night, but and I'll order like restaurants that are not that expensive and it's still a freaking fortune. I recently made buffalo chicken breasts for me and my wife. It was so 
good with mashed potatoes and roasted carrots. And the best part, so easy. Six simple steps. So I'm the primary cooker in my relationship. My wife is a terrible cook. Don't tell her I told you that. But she was watching me follow the steps. And she was like, oh my God, that's like so easy. I think I could do it. And I was like, hello. Yeah, I could use some help here. So not only is it affordable, not only is it convenient, not only is it delicious, but it's so easy. Even my wife is going to do it. And that is saying it all. And best of all, you'll never get stuck in a cooking rut, which I definitely am guilty of doing. I'm a pretty good cook, but I still find myself like making the same like four things. And it's just like, ugh, it just you get so sick of it. Not with every plate. With 26 tasty and affordable recipes that change every week, including 15-minute or less dinners, did I say it was convenient? And dinner-to-lunch dishes, which I love as well. It really, it's so easy to find something flavorful and satisfying for every meal of the day. Plus, add even more delicious options to your order with up to 22 convenient sides, lunches, snacks, and desserts, and more. Every plate has you covered. Right now, I'm hooking you up. Get $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering my code 49Taylor. Okay, yeah, you heard that correctly. Get started with EveryPlate for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast. EveryPlate is E-V-E-R-Y-P-L-A-T-E dot com slash podcast. And don't forget to enter that code 4949Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. Y'all, that's up to $110 value. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And now back to the podcast. But here's the thing about me. I don't really understand like the whole Michelin culture because in my opinion, like McDonald's deserves a Michelin star. I could not agree more. To me, that's like the most delicious food that's ever been offered to anyone. <laughs> so I don't really, I don't understand like fanciness. Right. When, especially when it comes to like food and beverages, like the dirtier, the better. Like I want the place to have a C from the Better <laughs> Business Bureau and the Department of Hygiene. Like I want it to be dirty because the food, they try harder. So that's what you get when you go to Long Island. Long Island. Um, yeah, Mary Lou's news. It's like you have to have like bright blue eyeshadow on to work there. Love. And be a little bit skanky. Love. If any, any, anyone listening is from the Poconos and you guys know Nibors. Okay, no. Nibors is like an actual, there's like three locations in the Poconos, but that's where I went to camp. And it's an actual shack. Like it's, it's, I don't even think it could be considered like a building by like the Department of, you know, zoning. It's like an actual, I don't know even know how to describe it. It's like a garage. And there's literally inside space for one person. So you order out by the window. One person? And they make like the craziest, wackest, most delicious iced coffees. Okay, I'll just take your word for it. Yeah, I believe they went out of business. I heard actually from like some of the camp crew about a year ago that they went out of business. Can you get hepatitis from food? You would know. That feels like you would know. Like, I like how you're asking that question as if you've never had hepatitis. <laughs> I don't think I have. Wait, I feel like I was at a dinner Honestly, party. Honestly, I don't really know these things. Right. <laughs> I was at a dinner party recently, and I think we started talking about STDs. Uh -huh. I feel what like a, maybe you were there. What a fun conversation. I was not there. Have you ever had an STD? Is that, a per is that like a disgusting question to ask? No, it's actually like so personal and very You don't have to answer. No, you don't have to answer. I absolutely will because that's what we do. But everybody has this. <laughs> Except for you. Oh, it was us that were talking about oh, it. We had this conversation. Yes. Okay. It was. I've had HPV. 
Oh, that is the one. And that if you haven't has. had HPV, you're a fucking loser. Because so, everybody has HPV. They call it the common cold of the vagina. Slap my ass and call me a loser. I've never had it. <laughs> Stop bragging. Yeah. Um, back to disgusting food. Oh, yeah. We were talking about Ozempic. Let's talk about Ozempic. Finally. Girl, the way I feel free. The way I feel free. Let me tell you how, for anyone listening, I have been on Ozempic longer than you. You're the reason I'm on Ozempic. Right. I kind of like peer pressured you into doing it. You didn't peer pressure. <laughs> you, I'd like to use the word inspired. No, I honestly, it felt so complimentary that like I would see you after a few weeks and you'd be like, oh my God, you look so good. What are you doing? And I was like, girly, Ozempic. And that's what I was trying to tell everyone. Like, when Yes. I, when you I, weren't, it wasn't a secret. Right. What I did, like a, I did a whole podcast about Ozempic and like my journey, my decision to finally share with everyone that I was on it. And what I had said, which was very true, was like, this was not a secret to anyone. It wasn't something I shared publicly. And that's just a personal choice of mine. This is like a medical right. thing. And if I, you know, want to keep that to myself, I have every right to do so. No, you really actually. So FYI, it is on Patreon. Go. We're going to talk about it a little bit yeah. here. But really, I implore you. Thank you. To go listen to it on the I'll Patreon for the toast, because it is it was so Fucking awesome. First of all, you and I, had, I had asked Taylor to listen to it yes. before I put it out since like you have experience with being open about your, your Ozempic yes. journey and like knowing there's going to be feedback, yes. backlash, people yes. just like being assholes. So I wanted to know what to expect. And yes. that's why I had called you and sent you the episode. But I was like, first of all, you started off in true Claudette form. Hilarity. Thank you. So funny. Like, I just love you so much. Oh my God. Thank you. And then you got like so deep and you got emotional. I did. I didn't expect to literally cry. I mean, BRB. I was sobbing. Weight is so personal. And Very. it's so, yep. um, I think at least for me, and I think probably most people who struggle with their weight, there's so much shame attached to it. Absolutely. And that's just why I was so nervous about talking about it. And I didn't think that I was going to cry, but I was not surprised that I did. I was so happy you leaned to the emotions of it all. Yeah. Well, it's I, it's actually been like a very reflective period for me because mm -hmm. my life is so different now. Right. Not only like my day to day, but like how people treat me, opportunities I get for work, like so many elements, my closet, like shopping. I know. Everything in my life is so different. There's not one thing. Actually, I would say the only thing that hasn't changed is my relationship with Ben. Because Amazing. after I lost a significant amount of weight, I'm like, why aren't you like more on me? And he was like, because I loved you then and I love oh you now. Like, it was really sweet. At first, I was like kind of offended. I'm like, I look so good. Like, why aren't you like giving me more attention than you were before? And he was right. like, first of all, I always give you attention. Shut up. Literally. And two, like, I don't see you that way. So that's pretty much the only thing in my life that hasn't been completely changed. Yeah. So I got emotional and, and I was really nervous to share. And, it, and I think at first I decided not to share because I was definitely embarrassed. Like, oh my God, my weight has gotten so under, out of control. Like I have to inject myself with drugs yeah. in order to get help. And I was actually, I was, I was embarrassed, like for sure. Um, and then it started working and I started feeling so good and I started seeing so everything you read about Ozempic is like so negative. It's like, it's Kyle Richards on Ozempic. And well, it's, first that what came out of the gate too was like, you are stealing from people with a medical condition. So that got scary because it felt like if you go on this shit, you're going to get canceled. Yeah. That's how it felt for a while. Yeah. And even though what you and I did, we both did a semaglutide compound. Yeah. It's not Let's a just state for the record. Yeah. We have not been stealing a medication from anybody. Well, I just want to say like, I think maybe a month or two ago, I actually did start brand name Ozempic. I switched from the semaglutide compound oh. to brand name Ozempic. I'm still on the compound, the trizepatide. Trizepatide, exactly. So I... I guess I am, some would say, stealing from diabetics, even though the shortage is not nearly as bad as it was. No. And, and also, just to be clear, just to be clear, um, I have a lot of doctors in my family. I have a doctor that's on my daily show. And she was saying that it was an issue for a moment in time, but they really are rectifying it. And also, when diabetics can't get their hands on the name brand they like, they can get their hands on other, other. variations. So it's not like they are medication-free. Right, yes. exactly. So when I decided to do it, 
I knew it was the right thing to do, but I would say the number one driver, I felt so indignant, like so stubborn. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is my private business. Like this is a prescription from my doctor. But I, I, know, I understood I know, that. Yeah, of course. And I'm like, I know I share everything, but like I'm entitled to keep this to myself. Uh -huh. And I felt so strongly about that. Um, but then I also felt so strongly about just everything I was seeing about Ozempic. Like everybody makes jokes about it. Everybody like, it's like this witch hunt on the internet. Like, yeah. oh, she looks a little skinny. She's on it. Let's go to Reddit. Like, it's so disheartening. And I think the drug gets such a bad rap and totally. people are so ashamed to go on it that it actually stops them from going on it. So I just wanted to be like yeah. one positive voice and being like, this is a drug that changed my life. In a lot of ways, it saved my life. My health has completely turned around. I just went to the doctor for the first time in so long, got all my blood work done. I still have high cholesterol, but that runs my family. Mm -hmm. He was like, you look very healthy. And that's just, I've never gotten that, but it was always something. It's always like, well, you know, this is a little high. You need to, you know, go to the gym. I'm like, right. yeah, sure. And then I ran away and never saw the doctor again. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to be like, I wanted there to be one account of someone's experience that was positive. Yeah. Because, and when I tell you, you would die, the messages that I have gotten, so many, I didn't, I actually did not realize how many people were using the drug, especially yeah. like my listeners. Yes. DMing me being like, I haven't even told my husband. I haven't told my mother. I'm telling you, thank you so much. Like, I couldn't believe how many people were on it. And too, like, what? The shame, like, to not even tell your partner, to not I tell know. your family. Like, I understand not blasting it to the world, but like, Terry so Dubrow, Heather Dubrow. I saw. I he love came him. out saying, like, you guys have got to stop shaming people who are on Ozempic because people are not telling their doctors. Right. And then they're, they're not getting adequate treatment because right. there's side effects inevitably with anything. Yep. And so, like, yeah, like, you know what? You were going to shame us for being or cancel us for being on Ozempic. We're going to cancel you for shaming us. No, it's true. And, like, anybody who, A, feels the need to speculate on what drugs other people are taking. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, obesity is a disease. Yes. Ozempic is a drug you take for a disease. Like yes. if you have, you know, any disease, whether it's a mental illness, a physical illness, yeah. you take a medicine for it. Yeah. And to be so, uh, like in the internet culture, to be so um, witch hunting. Yeah. And it, it, A, it makes people feel embarrassed and not want to share. And B, it's just wrong. Like private medical, like every human being is entitled to private medical information and, yeah. and entitled to keep things between them and their doctor. There was a certain influencer that was doing like a lot of negative rhetoric on Ozempic. Ozempic. And I remember like, I talked about it on my show. I didn't say the person's name, but it was kind of obvious who it was. Do, I, back know, do I know this person? I don't think you know this person. Okay. And so she was like, let's like talk about it on my show. And I said, yeah, I'm here. Oh. Just saying, never followed up for me. Come on, oh. but that's okay. But that's okay. Um, and the offer's now, and the offer's off the table now because I'm not going to go debate it. Although I don't even think she would want to have me on considering where I think the drug is going right now and where it is looked at socially. But like there was this energy and she didn't say this to me directly. I want to be very clear mm -hmm. on that. And I do like this person, but she did say like when she was talking about Ozempic, she was like, yeah, see you in five years when you get it all back again. And it's like that, like that's, that's the other thing with such this. such a dumb thing to say. Is it's like, so not only do you feel the shame and you're not even sure if it's going to work. But then it's like, it works. And then you are just waiting. You you know, there's people just waiting, waiting. for you to yep. go off it and gain weight. It's a horrible, horrible feeling. And of course, that's a concern for me. And I, I had my, I had my doctor on the podcast that'll be up next, probably by the time this this is out. And she had said what, what I believe to be the truth was that, one, you're really supposed to be using the time that you're on the drug to make positive changes in your yes. life. So like my day to day now is a complete 180 from yeah. my old life. Like yeah, I, you fucking abandoned me and now you're goddamn working out. I join the gym. I walk everywhere. I make such good, well, not, not perfect, but better choices better. with food, portions. And the drug has allowed me to do that. And yes. I'm hoping to get to a point where I get off the drug. I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll gain some back, but I'm of hoping course. to be able to keep those practices and habits in my in my day-to-day. -day. Right. And then two, that whole 
well, what's the point if you're just going to go off it and the drug stops working? And it's like, we don't say that about like, you know, other medicines. Like, yeah, when you stop taking Advil, it stops working. Like, right. and that's how medicine works. Right. It's a or, medicine. Or even like, what if somebody was like, I'm going on, I'm going to be vegan. And somebody was like, what? well, when you stop, you're right. going to get, it's like, yeah, that's fucking diet culture. Right. What are you new here? No. And it's like, okay, I know a lot of people take a daily pill for like their cholesterol yeah. and it helps their cholesterol stay yeah. down. And if they stop taking it, their cholesterol will go back up. That's just how medicine works. I'm on medication for um, my mental health. Oh, yes. That's how I'll put it. Right. And I've, I've shared it before, so I'll share it now. Um, it's called Lamotrigin, and it's for, like, mood disorders. Mm-hmm. And when I first Googled it, it said that I was bipolar, and I called my therapist, and I was like, why wouldn't you oh, tell me? Why? Mom. And she's like, if you were, I would tell you. So that's the thing, too, is when you look at medication, people, like, Google it, and then you think you know everybody's medical history, and you don't, is my point. Right, that's the other thing about internet culture and why I felt it was important to have my doctor come on the podcast. Yes. It's like, oh, with Ozempic, suddenly every anonymous Twitter account is a PhD, MD, mm-hmm. DDS, whatever. It's like, well, here's like an actual doctor who not only prescribes medication, but is currently doing a study on it. She has 200 patients, and she's going to publish a paper yeah. on the results. So it's like, why don't we listen to this actual smart person and not this moron on the internet? Exactly. That's using Wikipedia to answer fucking right, everything. Right. So I just felt like it was so nasty, so, so negative about right. Ozempic, everything. You it's know, so po- negative. Podcast, influencers, press. And I'm like, you know what? Let me like try and help and change the narrative. So I just wanted to share my story. And I had the worst anxiety about it. I, th- I know. I had texted you or called you like months ago being like, I'm going to do it. And I never did it. I know. And with maternity leave and just I had all this free time. I'm like, you know what? I think it's the right thing to do. And yeah. I felt comfortable enough in my own journey. I'm like, I didn't want to go on it day one and be like, hey, guys, I'm doing this. And what if it didn't work for me? And like, now right. I've been on it for a year. I can speak to it. I have experience. I have knowledge. So I feel really good about it. And the response has been so fabulous that I feel like even more sure of my decision. Were you surprised at how supported you felt after you came out about it? Yes. I, I knew there was going to be people who support me because I just have like wonderful listeners. Wonderful. Who just love to be kind. And I love that about them. But this was like different. It was so real because the thing is like with my listeners being mostly women, weight struggles are universal. Totally. Everybody. And especially a lot of the girls who listen to our show are in the stage of their life where they're having kids. And I think that's where your weight is most out of your control. Yes. And I just think it resonated with a lot of people, whether they were on the drug or not. But for the people who are on the drug, they're like, oh my God, thank you. Yeah. They're on Wagobi. They're on Manjaro. They're on Ozempic. They're on semaglutide. And they're like, Oh my God. Yes. Thank you for like speaking facts because everybody else who's not on it loves to talk about it. Yes. Like well, they that's know the it. thing too. It's so helpful to share. Yep. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Like I really, really am. And I actually want to just and say And I was like too. jealous of you. I know. I know. But I feel like, okay, so while grass is always greener, while you felt maybe jealous that I was like free, free. Ozempic. Open. Um, I, listening to you, was a little bit envious that I hadn't been more protective with myself. Mm. Because I just, and it's like, an, it's a security. Well, it, it's an insecurity. Yeah. And it's like, I owe, I owe my audience a lot. And I recognize that. But like. But you don't owe them everything. Like, and you, you also don't-, don't owe them things in a, in a time that they see fit necessarily. Right. Like, I respected that you took time with it. Thank and you. got to understand with it. So like, as I was listening to it, I was like, damn, like, I maybe should have taken a beat for myself before I started to be like, ah, I'm on Ozempic, Ozempic Barbie. You that's, know what I mean? That's funny and that's interesting. I think you could probably argue either side, like who did it right. Right. I was very jealous of, because there's so many th- things that are like funny about it. Like, I know. The jokes just, and now that I've 
opened the floodgates. People are like, all right, we get it. You're on Ozempic. Like, I can't stop talking about it, but you don't understand. Like, <laughs> it's hilarious. I can't. It's the best. It's the best. Um, I'm also so happy that you came out with it because I, the amount of questions, Claudia, I would get asked on your behalf. It's really crazy. How, how rude people can be about. So rude. And some people would like ask and I would be like, uh, and they'd be like, you know what? No, no, no worries. Yeah. They got the gist. I think like the the level of comfort people have commenting on women's bodies yes. and women's weight, whether yes. it's, and I think when, when you lose weight, it feels like it's positive. So I can say whatever. Claudia looks amazing. Is she on Ozempic? Like right. they think if they cushion it in a compliment. Um, but I don't like it. That's something I don't think I'll ever get used to the way people now talk about me. Like, uh-huh. and, and they talk about my former self, like the way you feel protective. I feel protective over my former fat self. Yep. She makes me sad. And like, I feel like I hate, it's so nice when people are like, you look amazing. But when people are so like, you look incredible. It makes me feel bad about the girl I used yeah. to be. Like, I love her. her. I love her. She was the best. She, she tried so hard, you know, I yep. love her. And I, I'm not gonna, it just, it feels a little icky. I can't really explain why. I don't have like fully clear thoughts on that, but I just feel weirdly protective of my former self. Yeah, well, and also you really were in such a good place mentally. Like I know you were, you said in the toast that basically, how did you word it? You said that- I was like, you couldn't tell me shit back then. Yeah, and like- I think a lot of people, their weight, um, the the higher it goes, it it stops them from, you know, pursuing relationships, pursuing career, pursuing- That was a million things. And like, not me, bitch. You you, lived your life and you lived it like a fucking rock star. No, and if if somebody would have come over to me and be like, girl, you're obese, I would have been like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not true. I'm literally as skinny as a needle. Sideways, and I'd be like, they think I'm fat. Right. I, you and I were polar opposites in that regard, too. Yeah. I literally would like hide. I mean, you even said to me at one point, you know, you never let your weight affect your your socialization. That's how it appeared to me. Well, then I was a good faker because wow. it really, really, really did. Like, wow. I just had to say, like, we should start going to see Ben and Ashley for, like, every single Eagles game during the football season. And, and she was like, every Sunday. And I was like, yeah, and I used to never want to go because Sunday was my last day to cheat before my diet on Monday, which never fucking happened. Yeah, that's what Jackie said. She's like, you go to so many more things now. Yep. And I'm like, I guess I do because everything is not torture. It's not torture to find an outfit for everything. I can go yep. the day of an event to a store and know I'm going to find things in my size. Yep. I can, you know, I don't have to do like the most hair and makeup. I used to do my hair and makeup like so hard because I would be I like, felt like I had to. I felt like I had to. I'm like, if my outfit's going to be like, you know, bad and ill-fitting, at least I'll have like a beat face and shiny yep. hair. Yep. Oh, now there's just My like, lashes. The la- that's, that's that's another thing. Yeah. It's like all a distraction. You're thinking yep. if, I, if I have everything else A plus, no one will notice that I'm big. It's actually harder work oh, in the beyond. long run. Oh, I take so much quicker to get ready now. Maybe it's because my face is like half the size. I don't need that much makeup. <laughs> I'm saving money. It's great. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Quince. Fall's around the corner. And just because I'm not going back to school doesn't mean I always do back to school shopping every single fall. It's like my favorite time of year to shop. And I've been very guilty of doing a lot of fast fashion hauls in the past. And honestly, I'm sick of it. I'm over it. And now I'm going to spend my money wisely, honey, on high quality essentials that will last beyond just the season. Budget is still an issue for me. And that's where we enter Quince. Quince is my spot for quiet luxury without paying luxury prices. So Quince has incredible items. They've got like really classic styles that won't go out of fashion, like items you'll have in your closet forever. And the range of must-haves is like all over the place. They have 100% European linen for under $50, luxurious mulberry silk skirts that are just mm, to die, and of course, Italian leather bags and 14 karat gold jewelry 
from $30. Okay. So you're like, wait, how do they do it? Their prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to you. And their stuff is Gorgina. So I recently got, because you know, when I find something I love, I like to get multiples. I got a pair of their super soft fleece wide leg pants. Okay, so yes, it's like um, sweat pant material, but like very like upscale, like, like sweats that you'd be proud of wearing. You know what I'm saying? And like my wife and her in-laws, like they're very like cozy chic. And I have like really struggled to find really good stuff to like fit in. And now with these pants, I fit in. I got them in navy blue and I got them in heather gray. I'm going to literally live in them on the weekends. And I feel like there's nothing chicer than like a sweatpant or like, but it has to be a nice one because if it's like pilly, it will look cheap and that's a no-no and it has to fit well. But like a sweatpant with like a high top sneaker and a blazer, mm, honey, she's giving, I am chic and cool. I got two pairs of those, literally living in them all weekend long throughout the fall. And then, oh my God, I got this 100% organic cotton fisherman crew sweater in navy. It is so like rich looking and classic. And what's even better is that Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium eco-friendly fabrics and finishes. So I can feel good about getting high quality items that last longer. What are you waiting for? Upgrade your closet with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com slash Taylor to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That is an incredible return policy. And that's because they know that their goods are goods. They know what's up. Okay. So again, that's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R for free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Taylor. And now back to the podcast. I feel so thrilled now. And I just feel, I was saying this to Ben, this is like the lamest thing. You're going to die. But we were walking yesterday and, you know, Jackie just had the baby and it was like a really hard. Oh my God, Mazel Tov. Yes. And it was like a really hard few months with her pregnancy. It was like a very high risk pregnancy. Yes. And so now the baby's, you know, good. I'm on break. Me and Ben are doing so well. I literally turned to Ben. I'm like, I think this is the happiest I've ever been in my life. And he was like, really? Why? And I'm like, I hate. And I feel like to the untrained, I would be like, well, you're skinny now. So like, it's not and what it is. Don't get me wrong. It's a little bit, you know, a, a little bit. But just I feel a level of peace and confidence, like knowing my weight is under control. My health is in a good place. Um, I think control is the major thing because I feel the same way. I, for the first time in life, I feel in control of my body. Yep. I And it's actually I'm in control of my brain. Brain. It's huge. It has really nothing to do with the body and everything to do with the brain. Absolutely. Because I'm still way heavier on the scale Same. than it was my skinniest and I was lame as a robin my skinniest. No, it's so true. I went to the doctor and um, the doctor who prescribed me Ozempic and there was a BMI chart on her wall mm-hmm. and I'm still considered overweight like on the BMI. Same. And she was like, don't look at that. It is so dated. It's inaccurate. Like it's not real. But Toxic. We, but we were just like raised on BMI, you know? Right. My BMI, because I'm five foot, says I should weigh 100 pounds. That's insane. Insane. So, okay. So the Ozempic of it all. Mm -hmm. Now it's out. Mm -hmm. What was it like with the coverage that was coming out? So funny. I said another one of the reasons I didn't want to talk about it is just because it's such a hot button issue whenever any celebrity touches it. Yes. It's everywhere. And I was like, I just know it's going to be everywhere. And we put the episode out. And like by that night, like I wasn't anywhere. I was like, oh my God, am I irrelevant? Like I I was having- (laughs) I heard Jackie say, 
But what if it does I was get having the up? opposite reaction. I was like, oh my God, I'm literally nobody. <laughs> and then I woke up in the morning and it was on page six. It was on Us Weekly. It was on Daily Mail. It was everywhere. everywhere. And I have to say, shockingly, I felt like every article I read did an amazing job of summing up my thoughts. Nice. And nobody really took anything out of context. And I really stand by what I said and I'm proud of what I said. And, and I believe, you know, that was my truth. Yep. So I was, and everybody used like really cute pictures of me. Like I lived for every moment of it. I want it to happen again. <laughs> You're like, what is the next thing? That was one of the reasons I didn't want it. Honestly, I did not want that to be like my thing. Right. When you Google me. Um, but now I'm unbothered by it. Really. Well, I'm very proud of you, Turdy. I, I couldn't have done it without you. Oh my God. For real? For real. Tell me more. <laughs> okay. Like that's like, that's pretty much it. I just couldn't have done it without you. Well, I wouldn't have been on this journey if it wasn't for you. And I think it was actually probably a lot easier for me to go on it, right. anticipate what was happening, feel confident in the drug because you were like my, my proverbial guinea pig. Yeah, 100%. And I do think that's probably why it helped me to be able to come out and talk about it because yeah. I was like, I was watching you, what, uh, six months, eight months ahead yeah, of I me? I started in September. Yeah, I started this March. Right. Yep, so anyway, can't say enough nice things about it. I agree. So happy we can talk about it. Me too. So happy we get to go shopping now together. I know. Zara, when you're like oh. just a medium is... Because the thing about like certain stores like Zara, they carry like XL. Yeah. And the big girls know like what to wear. So yes. It's like, even I was fucking great at it. If, if there's an item that comes in an XL, it's never in stock because the it's big gone. girls know. The yeah. girls go know how to dress. And yes. they're, they're buying all the XLs out. Yes. So it was tough. I know. But I am spending, I used to say like I'm saving so much money now because of like the money I'm saving on food, food. and alcohol. Yeah. Guess what? I've entered the zone where it's now all going to fashion. Me too, by the way. My closet is a mess. I'm out of control. But I also don't really feel comfortable getting rid of all of my big clothes. I feel like that's a very um, I just superstitious. I just did it. And I all had this, of them? I had the same thought. No, I've kept a very, very, I just wrote, do you remember that off the shoulder like linen black dress that was like down to my ankles? Yes. And it was really cute. I actually yeah. got so many compliments and I, you know what? It's actually still in the trash bag before I donate it. I think I'm going to pull it and keep it hidden. Because it's like when there's something when you're heavier that you feel actually genuinely beautiful in, I think it's dangerous to get rid of all of those things. I, what you just said is like a proverb. Because I almost miss it. Like I'm like, I love that dress. So then in my mind, I'm like, that dress is there. So what if I gain weight? I can wear my favorite dress again. It's true. That's right. I have to fucking rip it out of the trash. If take off it, I'm going to freak out. No, that's a really hard part. Like, you don't know what to keep. Like, I feel like I'm very superstitious. Like, if I get rid of all my big clothes, I'll end up needing them. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to have a little trunk full of my... Because for a long time, I've had a trunk full of my skinny, skinny, skinny clothes. Of course. And you know what? That is toxic, and I need to get rid of those. Mm. But what if? Yeah. I know, and there's, like, a lot of stuff now that I never thought would fit, and it fits now, so I'm like, excuse you. No, that's the best part. Yeah, I'm, an, I'm turning into a monster. Things you want me to. The clothing has been like a real issue, but it's it's years of rejection. Finally, I'm being embraced. By the clothing industry. Yeah, like I, I am accepted. I can shop at the store. Yep. It's amazing. It's so good. Yeah. Do you feel like we would do well shopping together? Or do you think we would be like no, competitive for the same items of clothing? Not competitive. You are one of the slowest people I've ever met in my life. Like <laughs> I get in and out. You are like mulling around the store, chatting with everyone. You like, know what, Claudia? This is actually a you problem. And I'm I, like, I want to phone a friend named Ben. Okay. The slow, you at a grocery slowest, store is slow. actually abusive. And the sheer fact that you're the friend that you phoned is Ben is reason enough why I would never go shopping with you. <laughs> if you're the slowest person on the planet, he's the second slowest. I'm slower than Ben. No, actually, you're That's not. That's so rude. You're not. You're not. <laughs> ben is the slowest and you come in a very close second. Okay, speaking of slowest, I can't say the fast five. That just feels too wrong because you guys say are on it, break. Say it, say it, say it. 
Can you say it? Here are the past five stories that you need to know. <laughs> okay. This is so fun. I okay, pop culture. There's so many things. I know. Have you been dying to talk about? We did a Patreon where we were able to catch up with a few things that okay. happened. But um, yeah. Okay. Let's start with, and just like that, the finale just aired literally today. I watched it this morning. I did not because I've had an insane day. You can spoil it for me because I honestly don't give a flying fuck. So and they just announced season three is, is already renewed. greenlit. Yes. Yeah. So we got Samantha. And? It was a phone call. Of course. She called Carrie and was like, I'm so mad. I was on my way to New York for your dinner party, but my flight was delayed. And Carrie was like, oh my God. So Samantha was like, I can't come now, but I just like want to say goodbye to the apartment. It was so fake. It was so stupid because they obviously filmed it separately. They I was just, just going to say, there's no way that Samantha's they filmed in together. an Uber in London and Carrie's in her apartment. So they're just on the phone. They were totally separate. Were they FaceTiming or for just the phone? Regular phone. Real friends FaceTime. Yeah, no, it was so fraudulent. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I could, I just got the vibe like Samantha didn't want to be there. She didn't. How and much do you think she got paid for it? A lot. Like, what's a lot? That's a good question. In my fantasies, she was like, I will come back if you pay me a dollar more than what SJP made for the entire season. Honestly, I would say, I don't think it's crazy to say like a million dollars. I don't either. For, for literally four minutes. Get that bag, bitch. So the, nothing else really happened in the finale. Like they had, oh, sorry, actually something did. So they had the dinner party and it was like, you know, a, a conclusions for everyone. You know, Miranda and Che, you know, ended on good terms. Wonderful. Charlotte and Harry uh, agreed to let Charlotte work and balance. It was so stupid. But what happened was the next, the night after, the the night of the dinner party when everybody left, Aiden shows up and you know he won't go to that apartment. So right. she's like, what's going on? And he basically tells her Wyatt had mushrooms in his system. Love Wyatt. Good for, love that for Wyatt. <laughs> He's 14. Wyatt is cool. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> and that like Aiden can't come to New York anymore. Like he needs to spend the next five years at home with Wyatt. Right. Because Wyatt needs him. And if Carrie could wait five years for him, he would like be really grateful. Because she's like, oh, okay. And they fuck. And something <laughs> they fuck. They, they fuck. And something crazy actually that I noticed the end scene is like everybody's fucking. Like we're getting, it's kind of like Real Housewives, you know, when they're at the finale party and then it freeze frames and it's like Taylor Armstrong moved to Colorado with yes. her dog. Well, so they, it, well, don't forget they opened season two with everybody fucking. Right. So this is how they closed it. Okay. So everybody left the dinner party and all the couples, you know, fuck. start, start fucking. <laughs> um, Anthony Bottoms for the first time. Oh, congratulations, Anthony. Yeah, even though he said he was impenetrable, he was not. <laughs> And then Charlotte and Harry and, oh, I love Lisa Todd Wexley. She's the best part of the show. Agreed. I don't really understand how Nia Wallace fits into the show at all. Like, I know Miranda lives with her, but she's never with the other ladies. I know. And I think they would have been better just having Lisa Todd Wexley re replace Samantha. I agree. Like, it was still the core four ladies. Yeah, they should have just stuck to four. Honestly, like, LTW is everything. She's I, amazing. Her husband's hot. Her storyline, I think he looks like a really hot baby. Yeah, 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 That's an amazing call. Okay, wait, so she has to, oh, so my point was that when Aiden tells her, like, bye, bitch, see you in five years, they fuck. And one of the most interesting parts of the original show is that we never see Carrie fucking. Never. She's the only one who doesn't do, like, any nudity. We doesn't see Charlotte's her, titties. Her yep. We see Miranda's titties. Of course, we see Samantha's titties, ass, everything. We got a real sex scene. Now, we didn't see boobs, but we saw side boob. Okay. And we saw, like, Aiden's, like, undercarriage thigh area. It was really hot, honestly. He's so good looking. Um, I just found that interesting. I was wondering if anybody else noticed that. Like, it wasn't by any means like a crazy sex scene, but it was the most we'd ever gotten from SJP. I feel that as her desperation seeping through. 
So funny. I feel like it was a statement on age. Like I wasn't going to do it when I'm 30, but I'm 16. You know what? I'll do it. Well, that makes me like it and her. Yeah. Stop it. No, it's just a thought. We saw like thigh. We saw like a little bit of grinding. Like it was interesting. I have to watch this. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> yeah. I literally. You need to see it. I mean, I'm so uncomfortable. I might be like I feel over... like I'm, is, is it cringe? No, no, no. I, I feel like I might be like overstating it a little bit, but it was pretty risque for SJP. Okay. Are you excited for season three? No, but I can't wait to watch it. Me too, same. I was so conflicted. I hate the show. I hate the show. I hate it. No, I actually wanted to ask you something. Yeah. As a late in life lesbian yourself. Please. Do you remember the episode of Sex in the City where one of the partners at Miranda's firm thinks Miranda's a lesbian just yes. because of her haircut? Because she is. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> because she is in real life and she is and he, actually now in the show. <laughs> yes. He sets her up with a woman. Yes. And Miranda's like, you know what? Let me just try. And they make out in the elevator and yeah. she goes, mm, definitely not a lesbian. Yeah. How does that how is that congruous with a late in life lesbian? Like, do you think if, okay, when did you come out? Oh, I can totally answer this. Yeah. So I came out, God, I was in my like mid thirties, like 33, 34. In college, did you ever make out with a girl? Yes, I did. Oh, and what'd you think? So I made out with my friend Leah. Uh-huh. We call her swivel hips, okay. whatever. Ooh, that's, that's not why, sexual. That's why you made out with her. <laughs> she and I were best friends, roommates. I adore her. We were starving and our guy friends were pervs. You were hungry? Uh-huh. And oh, they I were like, like, we were starving artists. No. And they were like, we're going to get Peter Pit. And we're like, we want Peter Pit. And they were like, hey, give us money. And we're like, we don't have money. It's like senior week. And we were tapped out. And they were like, if you kiss, we'll give you Peter Pit. And we were like, uh, get so over here. We kissed. And then they were like, no, 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 no. More tongue. Touch your boob. And I was like, I, I fucking love Peter Pit. Listen, I would do, <laughs> you would do it too for a check, you know? <laughs> and I felt nothing. Wow. Like, it, I, I was like, oh, this is my best friend. Like, it was like literally negative sexual energy. Yeah. So I think it really just depends but on the person. it might have been because it was like a hostage situation. Well, that indeed is sexual. It's not very romantic. <laughs> yeah. So when you came out, was Leah like, hello? Uh, no, actually. We she no longer speak. Oh. <laughs> no. It's Moving not, on. No, it's not like it, by the way. You know when, like, I will still to this day be like, my best friend, Leah. I know what you mean. She was like my college everything and we just lost touch, but like the way I love her so deeply. Got it. So you don't not talk because of like some sort no, of- No, okay. I adore her, but I feel you know. like you say like, I adore her about people you hate. No, I adore her. Yeah, okay. No, stop it. Because <laughs> I know you like me and I don't really feel like you ever say, I adore Claudia. You're well, like, you're my best friend. Right. Like I talk about you and Stassi, like the way that you are. I mean- Oh yeah, me and Stassi were texting today uh, without you. That just really pissed me off. What I are we know. talking about? She just needed some help. Something, something you can fucking bitch <laughs> it was some instagram related things so like maybe if you figured out how to use your phone <laughs> Stassi wouldn't need to come to me was it fashion no good i will fuck her up if she did that it was a little bit it was like pornography related i know what it was <laughs> <laughs> and i literally said to her oh claudia's going through that you should text her okay i'm fine i'm over it as long as i was somehow involved yes involved in in, in that exchange this podcast is sponsored by eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find someone who gets you. Listen, I am a unique individual. And I dated a lot of people who did not understand me and wanted to change me. And it was not fun. And then I met my wife and she's the greatest human being ever. She gets me. I get her. And it's not perfect because nothing is. But everyone deserves to be with somebody who gets them. But unfortunately, thanks to social media, it's very difficult to find people who you know if you get or not because social media is so freaking fake. Being perfect is exhausting and that's why social media is exhausting. And guess what? If you feel that way, you're not alone. 
eHarmony actually released a new dating diary study that found that even 56% of social first Gen Z gets tired of social media from time to time. So you are not alone. And that's because of everything I just said. It's like, you feel like you have to be perfect. You feel like you have to be filtered. And it's just not real and it's not authentic. And being not real and not authentic is exhausting. And also, it's not really productive when it comes to like life, putting your fake, most perfect version out there because it's like, well, what about when people get to know the real you? And when it comes to connection, we want someone who truly gets us, which means we have to give people a better sense of who we are, not just online, but offline as well. That's why eHarmony is different. They specialize in connecting people who are looking for real love through their compatibility quiz. The quiz identifies a baseline of compatibility with questions about communication styles, likes and dislikes, personality, and so much more to help you match with someone who will truly get you. eHarmony makes connections genuine, not exhausting. So join the dating app that helps you find someone who gets you and see for yourself. eHarmony, get who gets you. Start free today. And now back to the podcast. Story number two. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Drew Barrymore and the stalker. Okay, that was like really, I watched a video like a thousand times. I had so many thoughts. My initial thought was like, so scary. It was so scary. I, I, I wonder if everybody watching felt it like a pit in their stomach watching it because I don't think it's just for people who are on stage because when you were on stage, like it reminds you of like, oh my God, that could have been me. And actually when we were on tour with Stassi, so we did this, I don't even remember where we were. We're on stage. We're doing our like Scandal shit for pop culture hour. Bo comes out, he throws his two cents in and then we're like, okay, moving on. And then all of a sudden in the back of the auditorium, you hear, and we're like oh my god what it's happening like right you could it was like this quiet over the audience everybody was scared we were fucking scared and fyi there it's not just fight or flight okay freeze freeze is an option freeze is real and we froze like what ended up what was it and then we were like uh and the person went i said he's a worm with a mustache. Oh, <laughs> that's so dumb. But we were like, Freaked. we know we thought it was like the end of all of our lives. Yeah. And it's really scary. And it ended up being funny. And the person was just being drunk and so stupid. And yeah. it was actually hilarious that after is the funny. fact. That is but funny. the way we were so scared, like, yeah. and it wasn't just us on stage. I could feel everybody in the audience was scared too. Yeah, panic. So, so, so scary. But my second thought was like, love Renee Rapp. Like, that's who she was interviewing. Oh my God, right? She's, um, Kevin Costner. What? Bodyguard. She literally oh, ran. Oh, like, she wasn't in that movie. She's like 21. <laughs> no, first of all, you know she's a part of your crew. She's a lesbian. Yeah, we like her. I love her. Yeah. Um, even though she's leaving Sex Lives of College Girls, which is a huge mistake. Right. Um, I love how she just like jumped into action. She is like a, a, clearly a person who operates well in a time of panic. Uh, I'm very much Drew Barrymore, like frozen in time. Fully. And I think it's, this is my favorite topic of conversation, how like, you know, deep, fanaticism is a mental illness. Yes. And this is, you know, taking that sort of like crazy internet obsession, bringing it to real life. And it's so much scarier. Yeah. And I love Drew Barrymore and it was actually like really scary. And I think a lot of pretty much, I think most celebrities have a stalker who, yeah. they, who they know by name. Right. Well, he was and like, when he came up and he's Drew. like, Hey, it's me, Michael Chad. David Booster. <laughs> <laughs> Drew knew. And that's why she froze. Totally. This is obviously like a recurring issue. One of the, you know, people break into Taylor Swift's house and sleep in her bed while she's not there. Like that is so horrible. Crazy. 
horrible. So like she obviously recognized his name. Yes. And just froze. Really scary. David Busto. What a name. Is that, was of that his course name? his name's his last Busto. name's definitely Busto. Yeah. I think it was Chad. Uh, no, it's definitely or not. Michael. I was thinking Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> Can you imagine? Michael Busto. If Chad Michael Murray. You know what? Chad I'm, Michael Busto. <laughs> so unpopular opinion. When what's her name? Sorry, my my lesbian cohort. Renee. Renee when she got up. I didn't see Kevin Costner. I didn't see the bodyguard. I saw somebody who was about to run off the stage. Am I wrong? Oh, you thought she was bolting, like leaving everyone. A little bit, but then. No, she looked very protective over Drew. Well, meanwhile, I was on stage with a pregnant person who is one of my best friends, and I didn't move a muscle. You would have had to take the bullet for her. She has a child. Fuck that. She's pregnant. A bow. The bow also has a child, too. Honestly, that's like the rule. That's like when you get older and you don't have kids. Yeah, like me. Like, your life is like the least important. You know, it's, it's terrible. So true. Like, well, I have kids. I'm like, okay, I have like a life. Well, let me just go let David Busto attack me. Right. Oh God. It's so fucked. Um, you brought up Taylor Swift being stalked. Speaking of Taylor Swift, story number three. Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun. I am dying because I actually, so I have two friends that literally went to high school with Scooter mm. and they say nice things about him and I actually trust their opinions. Um, but what he did with the whole Oscar Porchetta thing was yeah. really fucked. And ever since then, I was like, <laughs> fuck Scooter Braun. Agreed. In terms of like Scooter's business practices, I'm yes. obviously not on Team Scooter. I'm a diehard Swifty. Yes. In terms of this specific issue, I am like reeling with questions. Yes. Allegedly, Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, Jay Balvin, Adina Menzel, all of his top clients have left him. Yes. Um, I like literally called people that I know who like work in the industry and who like know everything being like, what is going on? <gasps> and T- they didn't know. Come on. It's like this weird mystery. And that the fact that nobody knows makes me think it might be a nothing burger. Variety reported after all these people dropped him that he's just no longer managing people. Uh-huh. And that's why everybody left because he's not a manager anymore. His company got bought by like this billion dollar Japanese company. And it does make sense, but it just feels like the way everybody's exiting is a all bit at once. of a mass exodus. Mm-hmm. So I heard a rumor mm-hmm. that um, it came out, and this is total speculation, but it came out that his clients found out that he was trading stories about them to keep the secret that his wife was cheating on him. They're now divorced, I believe. You want to hear the craziest story about his wife? I like, she's just like a Jewish queen and I love her and she's beautiful. And Mm -hmm. I like follow her on Instagram and we've DM'd a few times. Okay. And then I went to a birthday party in LA um, for one of my friends and I'm like in the bathroom and I'm so wasted. And I've never met her before. And like, I only know her in pictures and I come out of the bathroom and she's washing her hands and she's like, hi. And I was like, hi. Like I literally was like, do I know you? I thought she was like a toaster or something. I was like so obnoxious. And then when I woke up the next morning, I'm like, oh my God, it was Yael. And I totally like fumbled the ball with being her friend. Claudette. I know. I expect more from myself. Story number five is Bethany Frankel and Rachel Raquel. Let me tell you before I speak with absolute certainty on things I know nothing about. I did not listen to the episode. I sat down. Okay. And all of a sudden, like 10 minutes had flashed by and I hadn't listened to one word. Okay. And- the vibe that I got was like, Bethany, you know, is kind of an outsider in this situation. Yes, she's a Bravo celebrity. She's a former reality star. But she brought Raquel on really with her own ulterior motive, which is this reality reckoning, this yes. lawsuit she's brought on Bravo. Am I insane, though? Like, I don't like Bethany. I want to be very clear. This isn't like, I love Bethany, so I like fuck with whatever she says. It's actually the opposite. So the fact that it's resonating with me, I think, means even more. Like The lawsuit. I just feel like... I think there needs to be unions for all people that are entertainment. Yeah, I think 
it's not really a Bravo issue. It's a reality TV thing. Absolutely. That there's really no like mental health resources. And there's a guy from Love is Blind who was one of the couples who got uh, married who started this nonprofit because he can't get a job. Mm -hmm. He has a ton of mental health issues. He's going to be kicked out of his house because he can't pay his bills. And he's like, Netflix runs these shows, makes billions of dollars. Exactly. Like, We're just out here. We make like $10,000, but it affects our life and our future so much. And for him, you know, a lot of, especially the women turn into influencers, but for a lot of the guys, it's like not really an option and it doesn't mm -hmm. pan out. Mm -hmm. um, so I do think there's like a, a thing with reality TV where not only, and I, and I also think about that with Vanderpump Rules, how like this whole scandal thing, millions of people then went on Peacock who had never heard of the show Literally. and watched every single season. And Stassi makes no money off of that, you know? It's None of crazy. those stars make any money. Exactly. And there's definitely um, an issue with it. But I don't think, it's not a Bravo thing. I mean, Bravo's kind of the peak of reality TV. Oh, but Bethany has an axe to grind yes. against one individual named- Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen, exactly. Yeah. We can see right through that. Yeah. So she went, brought Raquel on to be like, look, look what's happening. She, you know, isn't taken care of by the network. It was very much self-serving. Yes. I am interested to hear Raquel's POV, but I just, it's crazy. I don't know if it's because so much time has passed or because I, Raquel's kind of monotonous. Yes. I found it wildly uninteresting. Yeah, well, I think too, she said some things that I thought were very interesting. Um, and I believe that she believes everything she yes. said. I don't think she was like, I'm going to lie. Yeah. But I think that some of her truths were, um, I think she's misinformed and I just, I don't think she's the brightest bulb. So I think that maybe she misinterpreted some things as well. Yeah. But I don't think that everything that came out of her mouth was a lie either. I think she actually gave more scoop in this interview than I felt like I got out of her in the season reunion. and or the reunion. Exactly. Yeah. I also think there's this conversation not being had about like everyone, um, perhaps taking it too far with Raquel at the reunion, like saying things to somebody yeah. you would say to like Hitler, like, you know, yeah. you're nothing. So it basically, you know, could, could really lead someone who's in such a volatile mental health space to possibly killing themselves. Like, yeah. it was so, it, it swung so far, the pendulum. And I think at the end, it really, it went too far. And I think Bethany covered that a little bit in the interview. Um, but I did see that Lala said on her podcast that she's shocked Raquel hasn't come back and isn't coming back for this season and that she thinks that's a mistake for- I actually do too. She said that she thinks it's a mistake for Raquel because she thinks that Raquel would be really surprised by what's going on. So maybe there is some sort of reckoning for Raquel. And I'm obviously not team Raquel in any way. Like she really fucked up. But I do think like everyone took it too far at the end. Yeah, I think that she, not like necessarily a redemption, but I think I think the worst thing you can do is just leave. Yeah. Because then your story is literally being told for you. And they'll by tell you story who hate for you when you're there. And by people who hate you too. Exactly. So, yeah. So I didn't watch the interview, but. Well, she's starting a podcast. I know. I just, I, I hate when, this is like when Tom Sandoval went on Howie Mandel. I like know. somebody who has no stake in the Scandal, who doesn't really know everything. Bethany doesn't know any everything. She didn't watch it all. Like it was a little, the choice of show I think wasn't the best. She was definitely misinformed, but I will say that I think she does have one up on Howie in that she yes. was on the network. Of course. And knows how like the sausage is made. No, and she at least tried to like know everything. Harry was like, wait, who's Tom? <laughs> like Howie was being infuriating. And his daughter like was the one who was co-hosting with him who like knew yes. about, and he like wouldn't let her talk and she like wasn't even right about everything. Like it was infuriating. No, but that, one but that was, was at the peak. That was at the peak of Scandal. So we all ran to watch Howie. Yes. Now so much time has passed. Like I kind of don't care. And I think people do have fatigue from it for sure. I definitely do. Once I was in it though listening, then I was fucking in, in it. it. You know yeah. what I mean? But anyway, I'm also very malleable. Do you know this about me? Oh, you talk out of both sides of your mouth? 
I guess yes, but like I really, it's so not. It's not even that I intend to talk out of both sides. I just am literally convinced. If yeah. someone is sitting in front of me making sense, I'm like, oh my god, totally. I will change everything. Yeah, it's not. I'm not very proud of that. No, it's like a people pleaser thing. I guess so. I, I, I do that a little bit too. That's something I'm definitely actively working on. Claudia, thank you for you. having me. I love you to bits and pieces. I love you more. Okay, so you guys, if you want to hear the full top to yes. bottom Ozempic of it all, go to Patreon. Patreon.com slash the toast. Yes, and check it out. Also, uh, when is the toast back? September 5th, right after Labor Day. So the girlies en- are not okay. Enjoy the rest of your summer, you know, fall in love. Take a trip and we'll be back right when summer is over. So thanks and, for thanks for your patience. And love to Jackie and congratulations. Thank you. I love you. You guys, of course, I mean, do we have to say your handle? They know Follow it. Follow me on Instagram at Girl with No Job and listen to the Toast Monday through Friday on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast starting September 5th. And don't forget they have a Patreon. FYI. Uh, Patreon.com slash the toast. Okay, you guys, that is it for us. Have a great one. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It means the world. Until next week. Bye, girl. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.